What's up? I'm Amanda Costco, and you're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. Welcome back to the show. It's March, the official end of Fashion Month. That is the circuit of runway shows that travel from New York to London to Milan to Paris. And if you're wondering how technology showed up this fashion season, we invite you to check out our latest YouTube video. If you're not already subscribed to us on YouTube, you can find us by searching for Electric Runway. We just released hot off the press a video detailing how technology made an impact this fashion month. Here's a hint. Tech is moving from the catwalk itself to the front row. This fashion season, technology was all about empowering new kinds of shopping experiences to bring fashion from the runway directly to consumers. For more, once again, head to Electric Runway's YouTube channel for the full video. Today I'm speaking with a guest who is transforming everything about denim, from the way it's made to the way we shop for it. Unspun is a venture-backed robotics and apparel company. Their main brand, Denim Unspun, doesn't believe in inventory. Instead, they take a 3D scan of your body and manufacture one-of-a-kind jeans just for you in the style and wash you choose. So, of course, we've talked on the podcast before about how a single pair of jeans takes more than 2,000 gallons of water to produce. That's about 20 bathtubs of water. Not to mention the chemical runoff that pollutes waterways in China, Bangladesh, and India through the dyeing process. Denim Unspun aims to reduce global carbon emissions through intentional manufacturing via environmentally conscious practices and high-quality materials. They have two headquarters, one in California and the other in Hong Kong, but their vision is global. Here to tell us more is Beth Espinette, chief visionary and co-founder of Denim Unspun. So Beth, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Excited to be here. So for those who don't know, who are you and what is Denim Unspun? Yeah, so I'm, I'm Beth Espinette. I'm a co-founder of Unspun. I've been in the clothing and manufacturing industry for about a decade now. And I've been really excited to see where it's going and also try to help shape it a bit. It's super glamorous, scientific, but also really wasteful industry. So some parts of it uh, kind of make me feel ashamed. But I think it's, clothing is a really powerful tool, and I think we should keep pushing it in the right direction because, unfortunately, it's really hurting our planet, and it's, by default, also hurting us a lot. So I think it's, it's worth really focusing on how we do things in the clothing industry. And so this has led me to work on Unspun, something I'm super passionate about and really excited to share with you today. So at Denim Unspun, we are a custom-fit clothing company. We make custom-fit jeans, and it's all built around technology because you know it's possible to get a pair of custom fit jeans like from a tailor these days but it's a very slow experience it's feels like it's going backwards a bit it's like you have to go in you get measured by hand and then they apply that to a pattern and then they'll cut and sew it and try it on you and probably won't fit the first time so then you have to go back for a few more fittings and then finally you'll, you'll get your final pants but it's gonna be expensive it's gonna be time-consuming and so something we want to do is, is make this possible for everyone. And so we're bringing technology into play here. And we're really trying to match like what a customer wants with what actually gets made in the industry. 
you're leveraging technology to approach denim in a radically different way from that of fast fashion. On your website, it actually says we don't believe in inventory. So can you walk us through the process of getting denim into the hands of your customers? Absolutely. So it's a really fun experience. It's not typical. Like usually you would walk into a store and kind of fish through the racks and racks of clothing and hope to find something that maybe fits or maybe is the right color or something you can alter later on. This is a very different experience. You'll walk in, choose your favorite style of jeans, the fabric that you like the best, the color of stitching that you like the best. And then if you're picky, you can choose the hem height and the rise waist height as well. Something that really flatters you, something you feel comfortable in. And once you've chosen all that, you get a body scan. It's like 30 seconds. And that allows us to make these your, your custom fit jeans perfectly for your body. And then what we do with that is it goes through some algorithms that we've written. This makes it all very scalable. Otherwise, we would need hundreds and hundreds of tailors sitting in a room making these patterns by hand. But instead, we have a computer that's able to do this for us and make a custom fit pattern. That then gets sent to our partner that's on Market Street here in San Francisco. And they cut and sew it and get it back to us in a couple of weeks. And so what's been the really fun part about this is seeing the customer's reaction to a pair of jeans that's custom fit for them because usually the people who walk into our stores, they've never tried this before. Like this is a really new experience for them. Even though they seem so desperate for a solution that works, they'll go into stores where it's all literally run-of-the-mill product and they feel ashamed about themselves because they don't fit into this mold, into this standard. And the thing that they don't know is that there's really no standard. It's just just a bunch of cut pieces that some higher power decided would be the standard and everyone that we talk to just feels ashamed that they don't fit that and it's kind of ridiculous so we're always excited to see their reaction wow this actually like fits me it's all for me and it flatters me so at the end of the day that is why we're really excited about it even though the overarching mission is really to make the industry more efficient and reduce the amount of waste that we're creating yeah, I really like that it's two-part, that you're solving this problem for the planet, but then you're also thinking about giving this elevated experience to your customer. And I want to get into the details of this 3D body scan that you mentioned as a part of getting your own pair of jeans in a moment. But you mentioned something that is really important and is something that we talk a lot about on the Electric Runway podcast, which is this problem with the way manufacturing is done today. So specifically in your research for starting denim unspun, what problems were you finding with the way that denim is being manufactured currently that you're trying to solve? Yeah, it's, I don't even know where to start. There's so many things. To, just, just to begin, I, denim is amazing. Jeans are amazing. I think, I can't even imagine the world without jeans. Like they're such ubiquitous product and they make our lives easier and more fun. If people didn't have jeans in their wardrobe, it would just be a, be a very different thing. So I don't think that we should get rid of jeans. I don't think we should get rid of denim. But there are huge issues that go along with, with making clothing in general and then some very specific to, to denim. So in general, we have built our industry around optimizing for cost. Not only do we require that you know you make hundreds of thousands to like millions of the same product in order to reduce cost but you also have to send those overseas and exploit the the labor the cheap labor that's over there and so this just leads to a lot a lot of extra product because 
you're going to make hundreds of thousands of something that has a lead time of six months and you're just guessing what people are going to want to buy, what's going to be in, in trend and style. So a lot of that ends up going to landfill or sent to other countries where they don't know what to do with it. It's just a lot of it gets wasted. And you've probably heard in the past year that there's some stories of companies incinerating product to try to protect their brand. And this has been going on since, since brands existed. They want, they want to protect their, their reputation so they get rid of their, their product if it doesn't sell because uh, they don't really want it in the quote-unquote wrong hands. But we hadn't really known about it until, you know, transparency is becoming a thing as information is more widely spread. Now we're, now we're seeing it. So I think we're just going to unfortunately see more and more of these cases unless we do something about it. So those are a couple of problems that are really rampant. It's like making way too much of it and then having to ship it all around the world. As consumers, like I'm guilty of this as well, we expect prices for clothing to be pretty low. Like if we were to buy clothing 100 years ago, if we were 100 years back, a piece of clothing would be the equivalent of like $2,000 today. It's just insane how much we've brought down costs by, again, increasing the number of products we make and making them across the, across the world. But the costs, maybe there's no financial cost for us, but the the cost of transport is also out of control. You'll have one product and they'll say, made in Bangladesh on it, but you're missing part of the story. Yeah, the zipper, but the zipper is coming from this other place, and then the um, backing is coming from another place, and you have interfacing from this other So it's like, actually the amount of travel that that garment went through is more than we know about. So that's another, another thing. Uh, things that are specific to denim have more to do with the, more to do with pollution from the dyeing processes, the finishing and distressing processes. And so those are, those are more specific to denim. But denim and jeans still have the same problems that clothing would have in creating too much of it and shipping it around the world. Of course, there's always the problem of what happens at the end of life, but that's something that we want to get into later down the road. In the meantime, we're very, very focused on reducing the amount of inventory we make because we think that's the first stone to turn. And of course, companies like H&M have come under massive scrutiny for discarding $4.3 billion in unsold inventory. So it's how do they change this mentality? How do they change their approach so that it can be more customized, so that it can be more of a data solution by connecting that customer to that end product that they actually wanted rather than just producing, producing, producing. And I've been to the factories in Bangladesh and I've seen the water and the dye runoff. And so you definitely do get the sense that we need to do something about it. And it's just so fantastic that you're leveraging technology to do this and focusing on denim, which, as you said, is such an interesting and diverse material. And even if you look at what Levi's is doing with Project Jacquard in combination with Google, they're focused on denim as well. So it seems to be a fabric that's not only ripe for disruption, but also ripe for innovation. So it's very exciting what you're doing. So now to get to this 3D body scan, this is something, as I mentioned, we've talked about a lot on Electric Runway. How accurate is your scan and what does that look like for me as a consumer? Yeah, the scanners we use are very accurate. They're sub-millimeter accuracy, so within a millimeter of where your body actually is. And we found that we need that in order to get really good fitting jeans. We've tried other platforms, including platforms that are on cell phones these days, and the accuracy is sub 
two, three centimeter or sometimes even many inches. So if you want to translate the, the clothing world to sizes, that's like multiple sizes of potential error. So we don't really use those yet, but the machines that we're using right now have been great for getting really solid scans. One of our partners is Fit3D and they're a gym focused scanning company. And so they, they offer all sorts of body statistics. So if you're kind of a gym rat, if you like learning about your, your body, how much body fat you have, your posture, BMI, all that stuff, then you can also get that from this app. But most of our customers actually don't really care for that, so they can just ignore it. Maybe it's better just to have the scan, to know that your scan is there, to be able to access Right. But with, you know, the rise of different plus size Instagram influencers and the changing attitude online that we see through Gen Z and millennials, I think that it is shifting. So it is really cool to see that there's a product out there that's saying, it doesn't matter what size you are, we're going to make you jeans that you can love yourself in. So that's another item that Denim Unspun touches on that I'm excited about. So when you get your scan, um, you have to actually visit a physical location, as I understand. So where are your locations right now in case our listeners want to go and get a pair. Right now we have two main denim unspun locations. One is in Hong Kong, one is in San Francisco. I'm actually at the one in San Francisco right now. I always have a lot of fun here because I get to meet the customers in person. So please come by, I'd love to meet you. Yeah, our Hong Kong location is also great. It's in Chungwon, in the Mills facility. So it's in like a very up and coming mall. Malls are very, very cool in Hong Kong. They're not quite a thing in the US, but there's something that's, that people love going to over there. And then if you're not in San Francisco or you're not in Hong Kong, you can still get your own custom fit jeans because you can visit one of our partner scanners. So since we work with Fit3D, you could basically go to any Fit3D scanner, get a scan and then buy through our marketplace. Or you can go to one of our other partner scanners, which we're about to launch soon on our website. Oh, very interesting. I didn't know about that piece. So you could actually go to where there's a Fit3D scanner and plug in your credentials and then you're able to order your pair of denim from from San Francisco and to be shipped to you. Exactly. Yeah, we think it's it's great that all the customer needs to do is send us data and then they will have their own perfect fitting jeans. They don't even need to try anything on. And what's your price point? Right now we're selling jeans for $200. Right, so comparable with a good quality pair of jeans. Absolutely, and they're made in San Francisco one at a time. So we're cutting from one layer of fabric and then one seamstress will follow the entire pair of jeans from start to finish. So that's something that's really unique. I mean, of course the technology here is really unique as well, but even the way that it's cut and sewn is very, very personalized. Yeah, that behind the scenes process is definitely bringing manufacturing back to America. And then also it allows you to have that control over the whole process. So you know that your workers are making a fair wage and you're not sending things out on shipping containers. So that's a huge point of differentiation. So as I understand it, Beth, you're collaborating with a number of invested partners, including the H&M Foundation. But what I was wondering, doesn't your manufacturing process counter how they're currently manufacturing clothes? So in other words, how do you see this relationship impacting their manufacturing process in the future? Yeah, that's a great question. And you're absolutely right that what we're doing completely counters their current models. And they know that as well. Earlier we mentioned you know, that H&M is sitting on nearly $5 billion worth of inventory and everyone's watching what they're trying to do with it. And we're, we're all very curious to see this continued excess inventory that they can't get rid of, like, what do they do with it? So they know what they're doing is not sustainable, both from a business practice and from an environmental practice. 
So they're very much on the lookout for ways to fix this. But in their, in their defense, you know, their customers are always going to be buying more and always going to be buying really cheap things. And if their customers aren't there, they're going to be going to Zara or Forever 21. They'll be going to some other fast fashion place. And so if they stop now, they're just going to go out of business and then everything they're working on will be gone. So we can sort of see where they're coming from. We know that they, they do care and they want to, to change things. So of course that's important to us when we work with any sort of partner. So what we're working on could fit very well into their supply chain. So it wouldn't work with their current business model of having inventory in a store and selling the inventory that's sitting there, but it would work really well with their company, their brand down the road where a customer would walk into a store, get a scan and potentially buy a dress that doesn't even exist yet that some designer decided that they wanted to design, but no one really approved it to make 500,000 of them. But that's okay, we don't need to throw the design out because what if one consumer wants to buy it? Then that's okay because we're making it on demand. And so we don't have to make the product before it even gets sold. And so do you believe that on-demand manufacturing is gonna be the future? And if so, how do you think that's gonna shape the kind of global ecosystem in terms of garment workers overseas? If, if we're doing all our manufacturing here again so that we can control the process, what do you think the implications could be? Yes, so I think that it's going to have a benefit for the better. Um, it's going to really localize the manufacturing and it's going to bring people closer to manufacturing and the products that are made for them, which I think is only a good thing. Where it will hurt is that the current economies that are really strong in clothing, so if you look at Southeast Asia, they're going to lose a lot of jobs. But this is something that's inevitable in the industry anyway. So basically, the, the clothing industry chases low wages and the workers that are skilled enough to do this, but to be honest, the skills that it takes aren't as high as a lot of other industries. So it's pretty easy for a country to adopt clothing into its economy, and it's pretty cheap to also get sewing machines. So basically you get a big facility, a bunch of sewing machines, set it up, bring in the workers who are already making low wages, and then basically the the business then just flows in because, because it's cheap enough, and there are enough companies that need to be making things in cheap places. But as this goes on, over about like five to 10 years, the middle class really grows. And then suddenly people who are in that industry who are sewing, who are actually like producing the product, don't wanna be there anymore because they, they don't want that kind of work. It's not fun labor. And even more so, the companies that had originally asked for that, that area to be making their product don't want to go there anymore because they found some place that has a cheaper wage. So the minimum wages just go up in those countries. So if you look at the big picture, like, okay, that's great. The middle class grows in each of those places, but they lose a lot of the economy that they had, a lot of the jobs that they had anyway. So probably Northern Africa is where people are looking next after Southeast Asia becomes too expensive. Even China's too expensive right now. We were just at a facility a few months ago and they heard about some of our R&D that we're working on where we're trying to build machines that almost like 3D print product. So this is something that we work on on the back end of Unspun. They almost got on their, their knees. They're like, please, please build this because we need more automation in our factories because our workers don't want to work here, here anymore. Like Chinese workers don't want clothing jobs and it's way too expensive. So no one gives us uh, any business. I think it's a great question. And I think 
it can be really debated, but I think the simple answer is that manufacturing will be localized, and so we won't have to transport things all over the world anymore. Right. Again, brings it back to that relationship between who's making it and who's consuming it and shouldn't they be in the same market. It's a very fascinating conversation. I just have a few more questions for you, Beth, before I let you go. Right now, you're starting with denim. Do you have plans for other categories in the future, given your scanning technology, given your pattern making technology? Where do you see things going? Yeah. So we started with denim because of the intense pain points around finding fit with denim. We talked to hundreds of people and that was the product that came out that people just don't like shopping for it. But the thing is that everyone has jeans and everyone wants jeans, but they just don't want to try to find them. So it became obvious to us that that was the product to work on, even though it's such a difficult market to get into. But we are very excited about trying to have the biggest impact. We think the way to do that will be to collaborate with other brands on other products in the future. So while we're going to be focusing on denim jeans for a while, we think that we can start working with other brands on other types of pants or dresses or skirts or tops or any anything basically that can be worn that you need to scan for is something that we're excited to be working on in the future. Excellent. And how can people follow you and stay in touch? Yeah, we love that. We are on Instagram and we're also on Facebook at Denim Unspun. And you can also check out our website, which is denimunspun.com. Or if you're in San Francisco or in Hong Kong, we always love meeting people who resonate with our mission. So please come visit us. Absolutely. And we'll put the links up on Electric Runway so that our audience can take a look. Beth, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Amanda. That was my conversation with Beth Espinette, chief visionary and co-founder of Denim Unspun. Just a quick correction, in this episode, I mentioned that H&M had come under scrutiny for discarding $4.3 billion in unsold inventory. In a 2018 quarterly report released by the Swedish fashion giant, and as reported by the New York Times, H&M does have a $4.3 billion pile of shirts, dresses, and accessories, but it's not true that they have discarded it. In 2017, the year prior, H&M had come under scrutiny for burning 12 tons of new unsold clothing per year. For links to reporting where you can learn more on this issue, I invite you to visit electricrunway.com and click on podcasts. Each episode has an associated blog post where we put affiliated links and resources for learning more. That's also where you'll find all past and future episodes of this show. I've also included a link to a documentary called River Blue. If you're interested, it's a doc that takes a closer look at the impact of fashion on the ecosystem with specific attention paid to water. So if this conversation interested you and you want to learn more, that would be a great place to start. For daily fashion tech updates, I invite you to follow Electric Runway on Instagram and Twitter. We're at electric underscore runway. I also mentioned at the top of the show our YouTube channel, so be sure to subscribe there. Did you know that Electric Runway also offers advisory services so your business can save time and money? Put our global perspective and experience to work for you. Check out electricrunway.com consulting to learn more and book your first session with us. That's it for today's episode. Until next time, here's looking towards the future. Thank you.